Um, I actually went over to uh, Cooley Farm with Kim Severson, um, and I tried a bunch of different horses and ended up picking him and bringing him over to the States, and um, I trained him up to where we are now. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. Everyone knows how much we love mane and tail. And recently, our little Stanley got a rash under his neck. Yeah, so right under his collar, he got a rash. He started scratching. It got really, really red. I got worried. Well, we got worried we and we took him to the vet. So as everyone knows, we've talked about before on the show that our Sparky has bad coat and bad skin. And he's had allergies his whole life. And we've always struggled with that. And now here's Stanley started with us. So we were very worried. Took him to the vet and the vet said, you know what the vet said, Karen? She said, use mane and tail protect. Protect line. So here's the deal. You can use protect every day on that hot spot, scratches. Rain rot. Ringworm. Ringworm. So there's directions on the bottle. Get the bottle, but you can use it every day. But the key is you got to let it sit on their coat for about 10 or 15 minutes. Let it really soak in because that contact is what's going to fix this. And let it dry really well. Don't let the water fester on there. So what we have to do is we have to let Stanley's collar off and let it air out really good. We don't want any moisture, which we think is possibly him running around and creeks and swimming (laughs) and all types of stuff. You know how the barn dogs are. You have a barn dog at all. So, Karen, tell us a little bit more about the Protect Line Shampoo. So, it's a veterinary strength medicated shampoo that provides a complete cleaning and protection treatment of topical skin problems. So, it's antifungal, antibacterial, does all the above. Mm -hmm. Fantastic stuff. And it is pH balanced and safe for daily use. Yes. And that's what I didn't realize is that we can use it every day to get this stuff cleared up. And we're using it every day. And our dogs are... It's amazing. It's night and day how fast it cleared up. So I would use it, but I would use it like once a, once every week, and it was just wasn't enough contact. Right. So get that. And then they also have for in between baths. You just say you don't have time to give them a bath. Topical spray. So they have a Protect Line spray. It's an anti wound spray. Same thing. You know, if your horse, your dog, your cat, who knows? But we know these barn dogs are out there running around, getting into water. Uh, you know, water jumps on cross country and stuff like that. So really, really um, fantastic stuff. So Karen, people, how do how do people learn more? Uh, just go to maintaintailequine.com. And get it at your local tech shop, right, Karen? Yes. Triple Crown Feed. Oh, Karen. yeah. Triple Crown. Big fans of Triple Crown Feed. They have a t- tons of, of great products out there. Mm-hmm. Premium stuff. Karen, what do you got to say over there? So Triple Crown has formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local triple crown feed dealer by going to triplecrownfeed.com triplecrownfeed.com that's a little bit of a tongue twister triplecrownfeed.com they have a great feed locator they have a great feed comparison tool on their website i encourage everyone to get over there check out triple crown feeds website check out the different products check out what makes them so special and give them a shot right Karen? oh yeah support the people to support the show we'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, Patricia Scott Insurance. Now, Trish is very passionate about helping those who share her love of horses. 
with over 30 years of experience in writing equine assurance, and she's also an FBI licensed to eventing steward. She understands the unique risks and liabilities faced by horse farm and ranch owners. And she's able to tailor your policy to meet your specific needs. Don't risk your passion. Get insured today. Now, Trish is always only a phone call away, so you can call her at 484-319-8923. I'm Robbie. And I'm Karen, and we're your host of the Major League Eventing Podcast. And this week, Robbie, we have a guest who we've had several requests for. Uh, she's a four-star rider and an advanced rider. So welcome to the show, Brooke Bershianti. Hi. 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 Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, you know, we talked before the actual interview and, you know, we're saying we know this name, not because not in the eventing world. We don't, you know, you know we see your name all over the place, especially in area two. And but uh, for years seeing your name, I'm like, gosh, I know this. I know Brooke, but I don't know how. And <laughs> I finally figured it out be, right before the interview. And you were in Pony Club and you did Tetraplon. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I got um, roped into doing International Tet. Um, I think it was in 2019 um, when it was in the U.S. Um, and it was super fun. I actually really liked it. But um, I was telling you before, I wasn't like probably the best uh candidate for it because my swimming was terrible um I've never had something come so unnaturally to me than swimming like (laughs) um so I was terrible in that phase but I actually had a lot of fun and I really like leading up to it I was really nervous because I knew I was not the strongest person (laughs) physically there um but I actually had a lot of fun and I made some friends that I um like still talk to and I'm still close with. So that's great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And for those who don't know what tetrathlon is, it's, um, it's actually a, a sport off of the pentathlon, but it's, uh, riding, shooting, swimming and running. Right. I yep. got it all. And then, well, pentathlon has the, the fencing. fencing. Yeah. Well, now no longer the riding. Oh, that that even right. now is like yeah. the Ninja Warrior obstacle course thing. <laughs> that's but right. That's right. Well, <laughs> we don't talk about that. Oh, she ruined it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually did. Uh, I actually used a fence too, so I actually did that part of it at one point too. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool sport, and you have to be very well rounded to do it. For sure. Yeah, the people that did it and were good at it, I was respected a lot. <laughs> I could have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and you, you either, a lot of the kids were, I think the shooting was the weakest phase that I saw because, you know, they're pony clubbers and they know how to ride. And then you saw like the really good swimmers or the really good runners. And then shooting was always kind of like, yeah. That, that usually, at least when I was doing it, the shooting was always kind of the deciding factor. Everyone could ride. The running and the swimming was kind of, you know, you figured it out, but the shooting was the hard part. Yeah. Yeah, the shooting, I actually was not, I was actually pretty good at that because that was the one thing that I could, like, do at home and, like, practice over and over again. It was, it was like, the swimming because I know, like, a lot of people that did it 
were like joined the swim club when they were kids and they'd been swimming their whole life. And I had like started when I was like, I don't know, like 19. <laughs> it just <laughs> did not come to me. So. Oh, that's funny. But you did it. And I'm sure you did good too. Uh, so Brooke, we always like to ask where we could see you coming, uh, coming to us via zoom, but where are you exactly? Um, so right now I'm located in Washington, Pennsylvania, which is about 40 minutes south of Pittsburgh. So the total opposite side of the state from where all the horsey stuff is, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. I've never heard of Washington. Wow. So are, are you guys getting the snow, the same snow we're going to be getting? Yeah, it's it's really brutal it's <laughs> our i think the high like two days ago was 11 degrees it was terrible oh. <laughs> uh we've been freezing out <laughs> so yeah there's snow on the ground it was snowing a lot today i think we're supposed to get more tonight it's yeah it's been a it's been a really rough week with the weather yeah yeah same for us yeah, yeah but it just started flurrying before we started too so we're expecting <laughs> <laughs> We're expecting some more coming tonight. <laughs> oh, God. Good and, luck with that. <laughs> and I guess we'll get into that more, but are you going to go south at all? Yes, I uh, I could do go south to Aiken. Um, I go from the beginning of February kind of through mid-March. Um, and it's I started, I started two years ago right after I graduated college. And uh, it's been, it was extremely helpful to me because riding up here in the winter is no easy task yeah yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> especially with the weather we've been getting it's one thing to be cold it's another thing to be snowing yeah yeah the ground right now is like a brick uh. it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we'll get into more of that later but um we always love to ask uh your origin story so can you take us back and tell us how you got your start in riding and then into eventing Sure. Um, so my origin story is kind of, um, I was kind of destined to ride because my, both my grandma and my mom rode, um, my grandma did dressage and eventually got into, uh, breeding. My mom did, she invented up through the, um, intermediate now three-star level. Um, she did, and she did a lot of like the three days back in the day, um, and she also got her silver medal in dressage. So that was cool. Um, so then I was just around horses since I was, you know, born. Um, I have like one like core memory of me, um, of like my mom like placing me on top of her um, big dressage horse. His name was Moose, and he was huge. And I remember her just like holding me up there and like walking me around. That's like the first thing I remember about being on a horse. Um, so from there, I, you know, I had some ponies. Um, I had one really, really sweet pony that uh, was very kind to me. She was a saint. She really, I did my first, first events on her when I was about eight. Um, and then from there, I also had some ponies that were not so nice to me. <laughs> that kind of taught me how to ride a little bit more aggressively. Um, so then, you know, I kind of had some horses in between. And then when I was about 13 or 14, um, we bought my first horse that ended up kind of being the 
big break for me. Her name was Eternal Hope, and we got her when she was a four-year-old. Um, she was a thoroughbred. And um, so I started riding her when I was about 13 or 14. Um, my mom at the time called her Hopeless because she was kind of seemed untrainable. She was this chestnut thoroughbred mare. She was really hot and like... <laughs> Just the dressage was just never very good. She was always like tight and stiff and she hated it, but she loved cross country and she loved to jump. So she um, ended up taking me um, prelim when I was 16 and I think she was seven. Um, and then from there, we qualified to do young riders and I um, did the young rider championships in Montana at Rebecca Farm in 2017. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and then from there, I took her to college with me and took her up through intermediate and the three-star level. And then um, I, when I had her, I kind of came across my horse, my now danced horse, Astro. And I uh, bought him and brought him over here. And he kind of took over once she was done at the intermediate level. So now that's where we are now. Nice. And so Astro, uh, what is he exactly? Uh, Astro is uh, a Dutch warm blood. He is uh, going to be 11 this year. I bought him um, when he was six. Um, I actually went over to uh, Cooley Farm with Kim Severson um, and I tried a bunch of different horses and ended up picking him and bringing him over to the States. And um, I trained him up to where we are now. Wow. Very cool. So how did you hook up with Kim? Um, It was a funny story. It was her vet. My grandma lives very close to her. Um, so they, my grandma and her have the same vet. Um, so I don't know how, like, I think my grandma mentioned to him that I was looking for another horse to kind of be bringing along, um, you know, like kind of behind hope. And I, I guess, I don't know. I guess he just was like, Oh, well, Kim goes over to Cooley all the time. You should go with her. And then it just kind of snowballed. And next thing you knew, I was on a flight to Ireland. So. <laughs> not a, not, not a bad thing. No. <laughs> Uh, so tell us about the experience going to Ireland and, and looking for, for Astro. Um, yeah, so that was, you know, that was really cool. Um, I was, I think I was 19 when I went over and, um, I, you know, it was such a cool experience. I was not read, like expecting it to be that amazing when I was, I was so nervous going over at first. Um, but we looked at a ton of different horses. Um, I know Richard over there is just so good at finding the right horse for the rider. And I, I just remember after he saw me on maybe like two or three, he like knew exactly what kind of horse I wanted. And then from there, like everything I sat on, I was like, wow, like I, you know, I love it. And I could probably buy any of these horses. <laughs> But um, I sat on Astro and he was just, you know, we just kind of clicked like right from the start. I remember I was just popped him around a couple like stadium courses and we just got along really well. Um, So I, you know, we got him vetted and brought him over here. And then I started um, 
you know, like producing him to be an event horse. He was actually um, with a show jumper over there. And um, so he, you know, like the eventing was definitely new to him. He was bred and was being produced to be a show jumper. Hmm. And that's really cool, like that you had the experience where, you know, you hopped on a few horses and they were like, you know, I think I think I figured it out and, you know, be able to kind of tailor it that way. That's really cool. Yeah, they, he was great at that. I was I was amazed because he he definitely knew what kind of horse I liked after that. <laughs> wow. So how many horses do you think you sat on while you were there? Um, <laughs> I probably lost uh, at least at least 10 or probably even more than that. It was a lot. Um, and they were all just so nice. Like, you know, I was I was used to riding Hope, who was this like small little you know, she kind of, she had like a big heart, but she, you know, she was a flat jumper and she was, you know, she was a go-getter and she had a huge heart. But then I was sitting on these like nice, like warm bloods that could really like get up in the air. I was like, holy smokes, like this is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and how long were you out there? In Ireland? Yeah. Um, I think we were there for about three or four days and we fit in all those horses in that small amount of time. Mm, goodness. Yeah, that's a lot. That's busy. That'd be fun though. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a lot of fun. Now being from Washington, Pennsylvania, uh, who were you training with growing up? Um, so <laughs> it's was kind of tough because I'm obviously not in the best area for like trainers. <laughs> Or even just eventers in general. Um, so it was honestly mostly my mom who coached me growing up. And she even still um, coaches me now. Um, so I mostly like when I was in high school and stuff growing up, I just worked with her. And it was, it was you know, most it was really helpful because she rode thoroughbreds all her life. And she, you know, really, really knew what to do with Hope and I. and. Um, she was, you know, very helpful. And then once I went off to college, I was um, in more of the, I went to college at James Madison University. So I was in a, in Virginia and I was much closer to the horse country. So from there I started branching out and I got lessons with a couple of different people in like the Middleburg area. And I finally settled um, with Stephen Bradley and I ended up taking a lot of lessons with him. And I was even a working student for a short amount of time. Nice. Yeah. Steven's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what, so you went to JMU and you graduated, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes, so I did. What did you, uh, um, major in? So I majored in, um, sports management and I minored in business and economics. Yeah. Sounds like someone yeah, I know here. Basically same thing. I was just more, you know, sport management that I concentrate in marketing and communications. Yeah. It's a, honestly, yeah. Yeah. It's honestly like, it was a really good major for like the horses and stuff. It actually like correlated a lot, which was great. Yeah. I think I wrote all my papers about horse sports and stuff instead of, you know, everyone else is writing about like basketball or football or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did the same thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh does jmu have a riding team or were you just riding just while you were in school um both so when i first got down there they actually didn't have a eventing club um and then i think like the end of my freshman year they did kind of get together a club 
um, and it's still active now. I think it's doing pretty well. Um, I was actually the president of it for a year and it was, um, it was really, you know, I, it was really fun. There was a lot of good people in it. Um, it was fairly small when I was there, but I think they've grown. I think they have a decent amount of members now. That's cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah. We just had the, we just had the hunters. So I was like, eh, I'll just ride on the weekends on my own. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's a better idea. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess that kind of brings us a little bit to what you have going now. So are you mostly riding? Do you coach or are you just train horses? Like what, what do you have going on right now? Um, yeah. So all of the above, really. Um, I'm kind of like a one woman operation here. Um, I don't have like a working student or a groom or um, so I kind of do most of it myself. I'm lucky that we do have um, some stall cleaners, so I at least don't have to do that part. But pretty much everything else is um, up to me. I do. Um, I do always have like a couple horses in for training. Um, and I mostly most of my income is just through teaching lessons, um, which is like my favorite thing. I love doing that. And then, um, you know, my fa- family has um, a group of horses that I just keep in work pretty much year round. Nice. And so how many horses uh, are you in charge of? Um, right now, I think we have 16 um, and we two of them are um, babies like yearlings. So, um, they, I mean, you know, they're a little bit easier, but then, you know, I'm still in charge of all the care and everything. So. Very nice. 16 is a lot by yeah, itself. I know, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so you, you like teaching lessons. So, uh, are you more like the beginner person, you know, like the, the, the little kid doing the up down lessons or the adult doing up down lessons or more, more experience. What's your favorite? Um, Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I really hate teaching like the up down lessons. (laughs) Like I I really, I don't have a lot of patience for it. Um, so I, I try, like, I mean, I will teach that if somebody really wants me to, but I try not to, um, I mostly do, um, like young adults and teenagers is kind of like my forte. I think I do best with like that age group, um, anywhere from, you know, I've got some kids, you know, starting looking to do training level all the way through like, you know, kids just doing starter. So, but they're all kind of like in that age group. And I, I really like teaching that age group. I think that's like comes most naturally to me. So that's kind of my specialty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it takes a special person to, do those up down lessons. <laughs> it can be tough, but it's it's fun. But yeah, after a while, it, it can be it can be yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Pony Club, I taught some of those lessons, and you know, it was it was you know it was fun for about five minutes, and I thought it was <laughs> five minutes, and then I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we need those people because they are teaching the. Uh, the foundation of everything. And so yes. we definitely need I'm happy it. That, <laughs> yes, I'm happy that we have them. I just don't want to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> now you said you go to Aiken. So um, who do you go down with and stay with? And like, what happens when you're down there? Yeah. So I, you know, I kind of, the first year that I went down, I thought about like who I was going to go down with and what I was going to do. And 
I ended up just going down by myself, like on my own with, um, I had three horses the first year. I just um, stuck with them. And I honestly like just, I really liked that the most because it was just, you know, I had my own schedule and I could do my own thing and I could take them anywhere I wanted, anytime I wanted. Um, so I just continued that last year and that's what I'm doing again this year. Um, you know, I have, sometimes I get some students that'll come down or some, you know, a client or whatever that wants to send a horse down with me to keep and work through the winter. Uh, but it's, it's mostly just me. I do go and get some lessons with different people when I'm down there, but I'm mostly the one in charge of, you know, training my, my horses and everything. Wow. Yeah. And exactly where do you stay when you're down there? Um, so I used to stay at, um, they now call it the Aiken Equestrian Center. Um, and I, I really liked it there, but this year I'm actually, um, renting some stalls from a lady who lives a lot closer to, um, Stableview, like that area, mm-hmm. that side of town. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, it was just kind of time for a little bit of a change for me. So, I'm excited. Her, you know, she was really nice, and the property looks fantastic. And I'm excited to be close to Stable View. Yeah, Stable View. Rabbi hasn't been there, no. but Stable View no. is very nice. I've seen <laughs> enough pictures to appreciate yeah. it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, every time we went down, it was always cold. Hopefully, <laughs> I, I, but I think it was just us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's not like Florida, but it's it's significantly warmer than it is here. <laughs> yeah. so I'm grateful. Yeah. And it's, you know, they have the sand. We just, we get mud and it's disgusting. It's just, you can't do anything. Ugh, I hate it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, and, and then I saw, so Astro, what, what is his real name? His full name? Holy space. Great. Space gray. And, and you just, and you did the three star long at Maryland in October. So how did, and I saw you ended on your dressage score, correct? Yes, I did. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so that was his second three long. I did, um, try on, um, the fall before that. And, um, that was very successful. So I was kind of looking to get another one under my belt. Um, so, you know, obviously the spring before I had moved him up to advanced and then I had even done um, a four star with him at plantation. So, you know, I obviously I was feeling more comfortable going into it, but I was obviously still very nervous. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's always a little bit difficult on the flat. He's just naturally like a suspicious horse and he's just always kind of on edge and he's like very flighty. So I really struggle with the relaxation at times on the flat, but, um, you know, he gave me a decent test. Um, and then on cost country day, I was, uh, I, I was just out there and like probably about when I was through like maybe the third combination, I was just like, wow, he's, he's feels so much more confident than he did, um, at the first three star long I did, um, and he was just really on it and he was just really fit at that point. Cause I'd been going advanced with him. Um, so he was, you know, I was, I remember like going to the crab, I was like, cause I had had a little bit of a problem with dropped with him, um, before. 
So I was <laughs> coming to the crab and like, I hadn't really, I was like telling myself before I started, I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to see how he's going. Like, you know, if, if it's not feeling great or if he's like gawks at, you know, the sunken road or something, then I'll take the long route, but he was just going so well. And so I like came up to the crab and he just jumped it beautifully. And I was just honestly kind of shocked because he's, <laughs> he is such like a careful jumper. Um, but yeah, he was just so great through the whole thing. I think he ended up having one of the fastest times of the day, which was really cool. That's really yeah, cool. That's awesome. How, now, I, I, I unfortunately didn't really get to watch the three star cross country. How, how was that course compared to other three star courses that you were on? Um, you know, I thought it was quite inviting. Um, I there was definitely a lot out there to look at and to catch your eye, but um, I I thought it rode like fantastically, and I. You know, I thought it was definitely very fair for the level. And um, there was a lot of, like, new things. Like, the sunken road was really cool. Like, you know, I just, I don't think you see that a lot anymore. So it was kind of cool to have that, like, at the three-star level to just get the horses, you know, seeing something like that before they have to do it, you know, even much harder at the five-star level. I thought that was really cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, the ground there is just always so great and it's just it's a really good feeling to kick around that course yeah i bet yeah. i bet yeah it's such a big course too like not just it's just so long <laughs> and, yeah i know i was walking it and i just <laughs> it took us, it took us so long to walk it i just i remember like walking in the hike back to the barn was like you know that was took a long time too and i was just like Oh my God, I hope he's fit enough for this. Like, I hope he can gallop around this thing because it was like killing me to walk around it. Uh, he was great. He was really, he was really surprised me with how well he tackled it. So I was really happy. How many times did you walk the course? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> um, I want to say probably about four or five. Um, because I walked it, I think I walked it twice with my mom. Um she kind of, you know, I do like one kind of the first time I walk it, we just kind of, I like, I'll walk with her and we'll just kind of look at stuff and, you know, just get like a general assessment. And then the second time we'll like go through and walk the lines and stuff. Um, and then I walked it a couple times by myself and then I did one final walk with her and we really got, um, you know, decided what lines I was going to take and where I could cut some time and stuff. But yeah, it was it was a good workout. <laughs> well, that's like the one thing. It's like at a lot of events, you know, it's a circle is the course. Yeah. Fair <laughs> Hill, it's you're just going until you're done. Basically. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. I was. Oh, gosh. It was like going all the way back to like the, the backwater. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I feel like I'm like out in the middle of nowhere and I still have to hike back to the barn. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's like you think that it's. Oh, it's here. Finish is just over this hill. And then here. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's a long hill. And there's a hill going. after that. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I'm at the last water. Like, I'm so I'm only a few fences away. And then I keep walking. I'm like, gosh, it's like the finish just keeps getting further and further away from me. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just a very pretty venue. Like, you know, October and Fair Hill. It's like, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, the ground was perfect. It was, you know, it, it rode so well. I was, it, it, I had a honestly like a great time there. Um, you know, they treat the competitors so well too. And, 
even, you know, the three-star riders just as well as the five-star riders. So that's, you know, really nice. That's, I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's good. So 2024, we're here. What are your plans for this year with uh, Astro? Um, so I think <laughs> um, I'm hoping to uh, possibly take him to the four-star Kentucky. Um, I have, uh, you know, one four-star under my belt um, that I did at Plantation last year. So I think I might try um, the four-star at Carolina and then Kentucky. And then um, I'd love to do a four long with him this year, um, possibly in the spring, maybe in the fall. It just kind of depends on what he's feeling and how, what he wants to do. Um, but that's the tentative plan. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah fingers crossed. Yeah. That's, I kind of wish Fairhill had a four star as well. Yeah. But that's I know sad. it, we're already pushing it. Like we got <laughs> two. <laughs> so yeah. But, yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we could dream big, but um, yeah. I, I'm sorry. There. <laughs> Hey, I'd love that. Yeah, right? (laughs) Probably make things easier for people who want to do that four star, but not quite ready, but like in the fall and like you kind of like, you know, there's the four star and a five star, you know, kind of like what Kentucky does in the spring. Well, it was always nice, you know, before the five star, where it was the, well, at the time it was the three star, but the four star and it was always the mini Rolex. And it was like, all right, if you can make it around that, you're good for Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. That three stars picking up that slack a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. So I did, this was, where, where, where am I? oh, we're in January. Gosh, I don't even know where we are anymore. Um, last month, I ran into Bruce Davidson. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, what, what, were, what are your thoughts on the five-star, Maryland five-star cross-country? And... <laughs> He said it started out hard, but it was too easy after that. (laughs) (laughs) We're all looking at each other like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? He's like, yeah, Yeah, (laughs) he's like, I I'm good friends with Ian, but I think he needs to toughen it up more. Oh, <laughs> I heard people thought it was a lot. It was a lot um, more difficult than the years in the past, and uh, they seemed to think it was a legit five star. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that was the thing. It was like Pippa brought her, you know, first time far, five star horse because she it was a nice move up five star, and she was like, oh, I might have made, you know, <laughs> yeah, I might have made a wrong choice. You know, but. Yeah. Not Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce wants to toughen it up even more. Oh, goodness. He's, I think he's still going back to his old days. Of, oh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The stuff that they would jump back in the day. Oh. Like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, that's where his mindset is. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, he's probably still in the mindset where you fall off. You got a broken arm. Just get back on and finish. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> that wild that they did that. They were, like, jumping off bridges and stuff yeah. and, like. It was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, like we will occasionally watch like those old events. Like I'm trying to think like. It's well, like the 73 world yeah, championships when you and, did like that commentary of it. Yeah. Like how like people are just running up and throwing riders back on. And you could tell those riders <laughs> were not 
ready to go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. That's I know it's crazy. I was watching an old video a few days ago and it was yeah, they there was like this one girl who had a, a pretty like nasty looking fall and they just heaved her right back up there and she just kept going and I was like I feel like she definitely has a concussion at least I'm sure at least at yes least. <laughs> yeah but oh good thing for today you know a lot more safety and <sighs> a lot more rules involved <laughs> with falling off and <laughs> but yeah um so all right so Brooke we're gonna move along we're gonna play quick fire questions And quick fire questions is brought to you by Red and Goat Equestrian. Get your all weather out of wear by going to redandgoatequestrian.com. So, you know the show. It's five questions, but you don't have to be quick. But we will have strict grading, right? Strict. Strict. Quotes. (laughs) I'm a little soft on it. Yeah. (laughs) But you can be hard on me. (laughs) All right. Uh, Favorite rider growing up? Um... I feel like it's a little cliche, but I really always looked up to Boyd. Um, Just I always loved his riding style. And I just loved how, you know, like just pleasant he was to everybody. Like that was really big for me. Just like I just admired that he was so kind to everybody, too. It was really inspiring for me. Yeah. Have you um, had a chance to ride with him? I have. Yeah. He actually taught me uh, with Astro. I think it was two years ago. And he was very complimentary of Astro, which I was thankful for. <laughs> yeah, good, good. That's all, you know, that's that's another thing about our sport that I like. Like, you know, he, he was your favorite rider growing up. And now you could probably call him anytime and say, hey, can I get a lesson? Yeah, sure. Come on over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Where, like, I think we talked about this last last time and, like, you know, someone's favorite football player. Like, Robbie, who's your favorite football player? Oh, that's a good question. Just name one. Yeah, we'll go Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins. He he can't call Brian Dawkins up and say, <laughs> hey. I can't meet him one time, <laughs> say hello, and then talk him up later. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it. Like, how to play football. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that that's what's great about our sport. It's like, you know. You could, or yeah. you could be at an event and you could be competing against Boyd, and you could say, "Hey, Boyd, how did that line ride?" I know that's. I know and he that would is, tell you. Like, yeah, I know. I do love that, and that's just not something that you get in, you know, other sports like football. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question: Favorite event to compete at? Um, I'd probably have to say that was. Probably the Virginia horse trials, or I guess they call it the Shenandoah horse trials or something now. Um, The one in Lexington, Virginia, because uh, it was, you know, I went to school probably only about 50 minutes from there. So it was, you know, very close when I was in college. Um, And we went there. My grandma lives close to there, too. So um, when I, I went, you know, I've been competing there long before I was in college and it was, you know, it's just so pretty there. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I actually, I don't normally do that well there. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really pretty and I do like it. So, yeah, it is. I, I like that venue too. Yeah. I, 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 I still want to call it Virginia Horse Trials, even though I know that's not what it's called. So, yeah. gotta, gotta get that right yeah. name. Yep. <laughs> gotta support the, the new people running it. So, um, yeah, I- all right. 
Uh, do you have any good luck rituals or superstitions before you leave the start box? Yes, <laughs> I'm very superstitious. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Um, I, I, <laughs> I have the same shirt that I wear every time on any horse going any level. Um, I have the same saddle pad. Astra has to go on the same saddle pad every time. My younger horses, like every horse has like their own special saddle pad. Um, I, <laughs> I like, I have this like plain Navy helmet cover that I refuse to get rid of. It's like beaten up. It looks like crap. Um, <laughs> every time I like go up to the, into the box, I always have to start my watch, um, when they get to, when they get to six, when they're counting down, I don't know why I don't have any like relation to the number six that just seemed to work for me. Um, my mom, like she's bad. She like encourages it too. She like I, I remember one time I got like a new pair of boots before cross country, like um like horse boots, and because my old ones were rubbing uh, my horse, and she like took them and like threw them in a mud puddle and threw them in the manure pile, and she just like got them because she was like they can't be new when you put them on. So I had a good run though, so maybe there's something to it. <laughs> Wow. That's a, that's a good list. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. It's <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, okay. Uh, do you have any hobbies outside of horses? I do. Yeah. I, um, I actually, I'm a big skier. Um, I was actually out yesterday um, at our local mountain. It was like eight degrees out. It was freezing. Um, but other than that, I, uh, I ski and um, my boyfriend and I do a lot of um, like camping and um, whitewater rafting. I, re I really like doing that kind of stuff. So just anything outdoorsy. I'm pretty adventurous. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I like whitewater rafting. Yeah, I've done a it a couple times in yeah, like Jim Thorpe yeah. area. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. Um, I'm not a skier, so <laughs> I, I don't ski. <laughs> I tried once and no. <laughs> All right. So final question. Uh, if you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with a fictional horse. Um, I don't know if you remember the cartoon um, like or the animated movie uh, Spirit. And um, I remember there's like this scene where he like jumps over the canyon and um, and it's I don't know, there's like a pretty sunset and it, he's just like in the air and it's like this insane broad jump. And I don't like I just ever since I was a kid, I'd be like, wow, I just I would love to be on his back and like holding on to his mane and like feel like what it's like to soar through the air like that. <laughs> oh, I yeah, like that. I like that one. Well. A plus plus. Yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> good list of ritual uh good luck rituals and 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 a, a horse to ride spirit. Yeah, not too often that we get a fictional no. horse for that oh, yeah, answer. I think it's you might be fun. the second one. I know. <laughs> I think you might be the second well Yeah. Well, second like movie horse. Well, no, I think we've had we I think we've had the pie. I think we've gotten Hidalgo once. Oh, yeah, Hidalgo. Oh, that's, a good one. that's a good one. Um, And then we've had the Black Stallion. That's, yeah. Oh. 
But I think you're the first cartoon horse. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> but I love but... it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I'm going to watch that movie tonight now. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> awesome. So, Brooke, do you have any advice for any young rider looking to make it to this sport or anyone that's in college or going to college and kind of figuring out how to you know, make it all work? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm still trying to make it myself, too. Um, but, you know, I think everybody is in some capacity. But um, honestly, like, I just I think that success is a different journey for everyone. And I I really am a believer that you don't have to do like one certain thing to make it in this sport. Like, I think it it looks different for everybody. Um, like, I don't think that you have to be a working student for a year to go advance. I, you know, I don't think that you have to go over to Europe for a year to be successful at, you know, this level. I just think it's, you know, it's different for everybody. And I think that you just have to kind of like listen to what your horse is telling you and, um, you know, do what's right for them and right for yourself. Um, and that's kind of what has worked for me. And I think that's honestly true for most people. Yeah. 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 Very good advice. Very good. Oh, this was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So Brooke, we're going to wind things down and we'd love to hear, um, if you have any supporters or sponsors behind you. So who do you have behind you? Yeah. Um, so my, I just recently, um, got Schleza saddles on as a sponsor. Um, I know they're not super popular in the eventing world, so I'm trying to help them, um, kind of break into the eventers. Cause I really like them. I've ridden in them since I was about 14. Um, so that's, I've just kind of stuck with them and they, um, are, you know, have sponsored me now and, They've got some really cool technology coming out with their saddles, so I'm excited uh, for that to come to the market. Um, World Equestrian Brands also supports me. Um, they're great, and I also just really love their stuff. Um, other than that, you know, my mom and my family have always been super supportive to me, um, and I'm really grateful to them for being able to, you know, get away once in a while when I when I want to, and they can cover the barn for me which is really nice um and then um i'd have to say give a shout out to my my vets um the little creek vet um they have been our vets probably i think they've been working on our horses since before i was born and they've just been so good and especially for this area it's not super horsey oriented so they've been really great at um making sure that my horses are in tip top shape and ready to do what, you know, what they can do at the sport and making sure that they're healthy and good and really, you know, up to date on everything. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Always got to thank the vets. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Can't thank them <laughs> enough, really. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Good. Good. And oh, and I love hearing, you know, thanking family because they really are the first sponsors. First sponsors, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I really am very thankful for them and just, 
anybody that's been behind me in this journey getting up to the advanced level, I just I appreciate all of it really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Takes takes a village. Just sure by one person. <laughs> <laughs> so final question. How do our listeners follow along and or maybe get in touch with you for lessons? Sure. Um, it's uh, my Instagram is uh, BKB Equestrian. Um, you can follow me and um, shoot me a DM on there. And my Facebook is uh, Brooke Berchanti of Enning. So feel free to follow or message one of those. I think I technically have a business email, but I don't even know the password to it. So <laughs> Just shoot me a DM. Don't worry about emailing me. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll put all that in the show notes so um, you know people can follow along. And and Brooke, it was great getting to know you. And hopefully, we'll see you out there. And best of luck with everything. Great. Thank you guys so much. It was really a privilege to be on. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and never miss an episode of the Major League Eventing Podcast.